Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and I'm so excited to get back to you and hear from you this week. Uh, last week, we were talking about uh, cycles, and that's coming from the, I remember the topics for the next few uh, podcasts are coming from the CD or album by Jonathan McReynolds, Make Room. So we're going to continue on, but I'm just so excited. Uh, this past Sunday, I had the opportunity to stand before the church and uh, preach a message called Broken Jars. If you are subscribed to this podcast, you can actually go back and I had uploaded it. I actually uploaded it this week, so you can definitely go check it out. Broken Jars is the name of the sermon. But I'm so excited. Uh, Pastor Steve, Steve uh, Furtick suggests that never get so used to so complacent to what you do that you stop saying that you get to do something and that you begin to say that I have to do something. So how he really says is don't say you have to do something to things that you say you get to do. And I'm excited to do this. Every every week I get excited about doing this. I was talking to my wife and she asked me, do I get nervous? And there's a there's a nervousness, but it's also a high level of excitement. I get excited about coming to talk to you guys and knowing that each week that I get to just kind of just express and kind of release some of the thoughts that God has uh, poured into me and uh, expressed to me. So let's get and get started. Uh, last week we talked about cycles. This week we're going to continue on cycles part two. And I think is uh, I didn't when I first started this series, if you will, I guess you can call it series within the podcast. But at, when I first started it, I did not expect to have a part one and part two for each topic, but. I think it's important that we really express some of these topics because they're so, uh, or really expand these topics because they're and they're important to some of the things that we are going through. I think they're important topics. Whether we were talking about comparison kills or now we're talking about cycles, and we understand. I think last week we talked about how everything kind of goes in a cycle. And everything, whether it's we think about the the rotation of the planets and uh, the Earth, and or the even if you think about a woman's cycle, um, everything kind of goes on a cycle. So you have your good and you have your bad cycles. You have your necessary cycles. You have your unnecessary cycles. But the reality is that we live in the life of cycles. And one of the topics, or one of the, you know, that this is a podcast about faith and empowerment, and encouragement, and one of the things that uh that i i do is i always try to pull a, pull the idea from a scripture but as i was saying last week if you listen to last week's episode that if you actually read the old testament you realize that you just continuously see cycles 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 and last week we said that in order to break a cycle you needed something that was going to interrupt the cycle and i, I gave the analogy of uh, using a bicycle and putting a stick in between the spokes and it would stop the cycle. And I said that our stick is the cross, Jesus Christ. Uh, and so I want to actually more so, I want to continue on at this in this, in this thought about cycles. And I think that often the reason why we end up going through cycles is that we don't learn the lessons that we need to learn. Um, I think often one of the things that we struggle with is seeing whether it's a mistake or whether it is a bad decision, whether it is just something we're going through. We don't see the that we can learn something from it. 
I believe that a mistake is really only a mistake if you do not learn your lesson. Now, there's something that you're going to say, man, this is a mistake. Like, for instance, if you if you make a mistake that, in, that lands you in jail, it was a mistake still. But at the same time, even with it being a mistake, you can still learn your lesson from it. You can still learn what it is that God is trying to teach you, what is it that life is trying to teach you. But you have to learn from it. You have to be able to go in and grab the lesson that life and God are trying to teach you. A lot of times uh, we get so frustrated with the result of the mistake, whether it is, hey, I failed a class or, hey, uh, this relationship did not work or, hey, uh, I didn't get the job. And we get so frustrated with the result of the mistake that we don't spend enough time actually evaluating what did what do we have to gain what do we have to learn from this and if we don't do that we don't grow and then we uh my pastor would say that we make a mistake in vain and so when we make a mistake in vain and we don't learn the lesson from the mistake then it is vanity and so we don't what I what I'm urging you to do is to really begin to think about some of the cycles in your life, some of the things that you are it seems like no matter what, you always end up back in the same place. You end up dealing with the same things. And no matter what it is, it I think last week I gave the example of my um of my struggle with uh both uh masturbation and pornography and premarital sex. I talked about those struggles and I always found myself back in the same place because I wasn't learning the lesson for that until I had to learn my triggers. What, what, what triggered me? And often we don't take enough time to know ourselves, to understand the cycle. We always look at these outside influences. What is outside that influences in these cycles? But the reality is most of the time we are in a, we are in a, at a result of a cycle, not from outside influences, but from inside influences. And if we don't begin to introspectively and to, to prayerfully look at the things that we are doing to contribute to our cycle, we must be honest with ourselves and begin to tell our, to tell our truth and say, hey, we contribute to these cycles. I put myself in this position and it's not so much outside influences. Oftentimes we give way too much credit to outside influences. We give way too much credit to the devil. We give way too many, too much credit for the, to the enemy. We give way too much credit to all these outside, outside, uh, entities and we and when we do that we do not hold ourselves accountable nor do we take the time to truly say hey how did i get here how did i get to this place uh let's use examples uh, how did i get to the place where uh, i i'm i'm broke every month what what am i doing let me let me go over and let me write down all the things that i'm doing what am i spending my money on am i spending my money frivolously or am i spending my money is is all my money going to bills? Is 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 every every dollar that I have held held accountable? Do I hold every dollar accountable? And these are these are lessons that I'm learning my myself even right now. Is how do I take what uh I have? What how am I going to look at my finances? Look at my budget and see where am I spending this money? So that way I'm not living check to check. That way I'm not broke all the time and that way i'm not like man how are we going to pay this 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 and that or i, I don't have to uh, rob peter to pay paul all those different things but the reality is that we have to be okay uh being honest with ourselves 
If we cannot be honest with ourselves, we cannot break the cycle. And that that is that is really going to be the challenge is being honest with, with, with yourself. You have to be able to say, hey, you know what? I spend too much money. I spend too much time on social media. I can I and you be like, man, how, how why you, let's 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 uh uh park right there and say, hey man, I don't it doesn't seem like I have enough time in my day. And or I don't have enough time for me time. But a lot of times we find ourselves scrolling, 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 scrolling. We'll be we could be sitting in our bed, we could be sitting in the kitchen, we could be at work, we could be doing this, this, and this, and we find ourselves scrolling. And at first, it doesn't seem like, man, I only man, I spent five minutes on Facebook, but you spent five minutes here, five minutes there, another five minutes here, you and that time adds up. And let's say, let's say just scrolling and not doing anything else, you spend 30 minutes an hour a day on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter or on your Snapchat. And so you take that a day. So that's an hour, let's say, we'll say an hour a day, an hour a day, then you put that times we'll do let's say times five uh because generally you're gonna be at work so that's clearly five hours but then let's say we add an extra hour for the weekends when we have a lot we have more dead time so that is uh that is nine hours that we're adding for saturday and sunday and then you take that and you say man i so for for a week i'm spending nine hours i'm literally spending nine hours a week and it doesn't seem like a lot, but those that's nine hours that you don't have. That's nine hours that you could be doing whatever that's productive. That could be nine hours to you reaching your dream. That could be nine hours to you exercising more. That could be nine hours to you reading and, and understanding your, your scripture more. These are hours, these are minutes and moments that we are, are losing. And we go from week to week and we, we're losing nine hours a week. We're losing nine hours a week when we could be doing things that truly that truly help us. But really, uh, we're so focused on, oh, man, I'm scrolling. But the fact is that we won't be honest with ourselves. We won't evaluate the things that are going on in our life. We won't evaluate those things. And so we now have spent, if you think about it, so three days out of a month, three days out of, 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 of a four-week month, we'll say, three days out of a four-week month, we are roughly spending on social media. And then you can you continue on, if you, and so you so uh, three days out of out of uh, a, a a four week month, and that's what we're spending, and that's and then uh, that is thirty six hours. So roughly in a year, you're roughly spending four hundred and thirty two hours on Facebook, on Instagram, on social, on, on social media sites. What could you do with that those 432 hours? Why does it always seem like, man, I'm always back in the same place. Every year I say I'm going to do this more. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to read more books. I'm going to I'm going to pick up another hobby. I'm going to go hiking more. I'm going to do all these different things. And then at the end of, the, of each day you say, "Man, I wish I had more time." At the end of the week I said, it said I wish that I had more time. But the, the, these slots, these cycles we're going in the cycle and this is not going to be as deep and it's not going to be as uh as in depth uh, i guess deep and in depth is the same thing but it's not going to be as intrusive as last week's but the reality is is these small things that if we take a uh, uh we evaluate our life and realize realize that we do have moments where we we are placing ourselves in cycles without even knowing it 
How much time do you do you spend just, hey, you know what? I want to meditate more. I, 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 I want to pray more. But man, I, I don't know how to start it. But the first thing we do when we wake up, uh, I don't know why I'm on this uh, social media kick, but I, 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 because I can, I find myself good sometimes too, but I know this is where I'm at. And so the first thing we do is that we don't pray. We start scrolling. Uh, uh, once again, I, I, I would like to quote passes of uh, uh, Furtick again. And he says that we don't start the day uh, contemplating, i.e. reading the Bible and praying, but we start the day comparing, scrolling, liking hashtags and trending topics and that's what we do we find ourselves there when's the last time you just unplugged this week uh i've i like man i gotta unplug some i i need to get away from social media because there's sometimes where i just feel like i need to break the cycle because sometimes it's a cycle of negativity it's not so much that uh, I'm wasting time, but it's a cycle of negativity. I log on, I just see negativity, and I see things that are not of the body of Christ, of the Christ, from members of the body of Christ, or I see things that are just, it becomes so overwhelming. Uh, and unfortunately for me, I am a very observant person. Uh, I like to observe things, I like to watch things. If you first, when you first meet me, you'll think that I'm very quiet, but it's not really the, the case. I'm really. Once I get to know you, I, I do like to speak and talk. But uh, the reality is I like to observe. I just sit down and it's not much I miss. Even when I'm not, I don't say anything about something. It's generally something I'm paying attention. And that's a gift and a curse because a lot of times I take everything in. Even if I'm not expressing the things I'm taking in, I'm taking everything in. And so that means that a lot of times I have to detox. I have to kind of pull back with it's social media. Or sometimes it's in life. Uh, my wife always jokes, uh, like even when I'm around uh, family and I'm around friends and uh, there's going to be a time where you'll just see me kind of disappear because uh, I need like too much. I need I need to, to step back and I just need to really uh, kind of uh, decompress. Uh, this It's too much because I, I, I take everything in. I soak it in like a sponge and sometimes I just need to get away and decompress. And it, that's just that's just high how, how I am. I'm wired and I understand that about myself. And so. Understanding myself, it means that I understand how much I can take and how much I can't. But I also understand, hey, maybe I'm not really irritated with uh, with something that someone did. I just need some time away, and so that way I, I'm not. I don't find myself in that cycle. And the reality is that we have to begin to recognize what are the things that we are contributing that's keeping us in, keeping us in the cycle. Why why are we not getting enough sleep? Why does it feel like, hey, let, I want to use practical examples. Why does it seem like I'm always getting sick? Well, uh, what are you doing? How are you eating? Uh, are you eating more junk food? Uh, do, you, uh, do you need to take vitamins? What are the things in your life that you need to break the cycle on? Are you eating too? Let's say, hey, man, I feel like I'm always, ha I'm always having heartburn. And, it, and uh, is it because you're eating a lot more greasy food? And what are you doing to contribute to your cycle? What are, you, what are you doing? Uh, how, how, how do you impact it? I, I think about this. I think about uh, when you're working out, uh, they suggest that, uh, I think I can't remember, it was every six, six weeks, just kind of uh, switch up your workout, kind of change it up, kind of change up some of the exercise you do because it kind of, it, because it, sometimes your body gets into the, the a state of complacency or become because it becomes mundane, the exercise become mundane. And so it needs something to kind of shake it up. 
And sometimes that's the same thing with us is that sometimes it's not even that we're what we're the cycle that we're in is bad. It is just that the cycle we're in, we become so so complacent in that cycle. And so sometimes we become complacent. Hey, I wake up at six o'clock, I eat I, I make my coffee, I eat my breakfast, I get I get ready for I take my shower, get ready for work, go to work, come home, watch TV for two hours, go to bed. And that becomes that becomes your cycle, and you sometimes you 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 need to shake up your life. Uh, one of the things that I do, for instance, uh, I take I like I'm a coffee drinker, but one of the things I don't like is that uh, uh, becoming too dependent on it. And so when I begin to find myself getting caffeine headaches, I decide I I take a fast or I take a break from coffee. And I, I fight my way through the, co- the, the co- caffeine headaches because I don't want that to happen. And so I will take a break from coffee and I will replace it with something else. So I won't replace it with anything at all. Because I just, I just sometimes you just need to break up the monotony, break up the cycle that, you're, that you're, if you have your body on because it becomes dependent on those things. And some of the things that you find that you become dependent on is not really necessary. And that's how you break the cycle. That's how you have you have to kind of interrupt the cycle. And a lot of times it comes with knowing who you are, knowing your body, uh, knowing. And, and so if you actually talk to a, uh, if you actually talk to a woman. I think that this is very important for, for for men. Is that generally women understand when they on their they're on their cycle, and they have their twenty one day cycle. They they understand that they that's how they know. Like that's how they know that they 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 missed or they're late for their cycle because they they're familiar and they understand how the cycle works. They they're familiar with their body. Uh, they understand. Hey, here I, I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be doing this. They kind of understand that because they're familiar with their body. They're familiar with their cycle, and even to the fact to where they understand when the cycle is thrown off. And I, I talk to women about this. They kind of understand. I know that, uh, uh, I guess, stereotypically, generally, women, uh, men don't like to speak on a, a woman's uh, menstrual cycle, but I think that God puts things in nature so that we'll be able to understand things more on a practical level. And a lot of the things that we struggle with is that uh, the cycles that we find ourselves in is that because, one, we don't want to be honest with ourselves. Two, we are not familiar with ourselves. We have to begin to really introspectively look in ourselves and say, hey, how could I have done this better? If you're, if you're in school and say, hey, man, I, if, you were to take, if you took a test and you feel like, man, I really I understand the material, but it seems like no matter what, I get a C on the test. And then you may find out that, you, that your studying cycle is, is what's the problem. And so maybe the way that you study uh, is not working. The way you prepare for a test is not working. It's not that you don't know the material, and it's not not that it's not. It may not even be that you're a bad test taker. It could be just that your cycle for studying is is what's causing you to not do well on the test. Uh, no, and that could be anything. What is your cycle for working out? Why does it seem like hey, I I work out for three weeks straight, and then on that fourth week I hit a wall, uh, or hey man. Uh, I'm, I'm, what, how, how I felt like I was losing weight, and then all of a sudden, man, I hit this plateau, and I couldn't stop, and I and it just stopped, and so then it caused me to stop working out. What are the what are the cycles in your life? What are your inputs to your cycles in your life? What is causing you to be caught in the cycle? We have to ask ourselves these questions because if we ask ourselves these questions, it causes us to be introspective about our part, the part that we play in our cycles.
it's not just about the external factors about cutting this person off because a lot of times especially what's popular now is that I'm cutting this person off and I'm cutting this person off uh, way with negativity this and that but the reality is the most negative person in your life often is is the person that's inside your head you the most the, the most uh the person that has the most weight on how you respond to things is you and a lot of times it's not about cutting anybody else off but it's cutting the cycle off and the cycle is internal and not always external we want to believe that is all these other external factors that are keeping us from being great that are keeping us from what's popping out from living our best life that is keeping us from doing the thing that we said we want to do. And a lot of times, it cycles. A lot of times, we live in a cycle of fear. The reason why we can't go forward in the things that we say, the dreams that we have, and the goals that we have is fear. And every time we get close to jumping off the ledge and taking the leap of faith, we are hit by the, the, the wall called fear. But fear is not external, it's internal. Fear comes when we begin to... to to talk ourselves out of the thing that God said that we can do, the things that we have spoken said that we can do, the things that we have positive mantras for, and all these different things. But when we get to the to the edge and we get to the ledge, we begin to talk ourselves out of it. And then it happens every time, no matter what it is. But the reality is that if you check your life, you'll begin to see of moments where you went past your fear and you succeeded. And we need to begin to use those examples. What caused you to stop from leaping, beloved? What is keeping you from leaping every time? Why does it seem like every time you get ready to go back to school, when you get everything set up and you, you, you fill out the application, you do this, this, and that, and it seems like, man, every time you get set to do something, something else comes up and you don't do it. Why does it seem like every time you get your resume prepared to, to look for another job, something else comes up and you don't do it? What are you saying to yourself? Who are you talking to? And Because I, I said that, all the time, it's not external factors, but some, I believe that even your external factors start internally. What I mean by that is that sometimes the external factors come to place because we internally talk. We, we, well, we, we don't make the decision internally not to speak to certain people. What is keeping you from, from picking up and moving? Uh, a few years ago, uh, my brother... Uh, my not not my like my my blood brother my my biological brother Matthew uh, he had decided that uh, he was living with us in Charleston. We, this is when we were living in Charleston, South Carolina, and he was living. Well, he actually wasn't living with us in Charleston at the time. He was living in Charleston with in the same city as us. So he was living. He decided that uh, he always wanted to do. He wanted to write Christian storylines for video games because he's a he's a gamer and he wanted to do it, something different. He said, "Man." Most of this stuff is in California, so I need to go to California. And so he began to plan to go to California. And so everything that he did was in, in hey, I'm getting to California. So he uh, he got his stuff together. He started saving money towards going to California. And he lives in California now. Uh, he is doing well for himself. He enjoys it. Uh, and he's living in California, chasing not it may not his even his dream may adjust or it may not be exactly but he is a step closer and the reality is that oftentimes our challenge is is that we don't plan to succeed that is our that, that is our, our our cycle is that we don't plan to succeed i always say this we often the one of the things that we do is say what if we fail 
That is the that is our go-to. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I don't have enough money? What if she says no? What if uh, I, I can't I can't uh, find an apartment? What if I can't find a job? And our all our our go-to is what if negative, but we never take time to say what if positive. What if you do get the job? What if she says yes? What if you can't? What if you uh, can't find somewhere to live? What if you can't get enough money? What if all the doors open? What if the positive? We never look at it like that. We, we always look at the negative. And I say this. I say, like, it could be 100 people that say you look good, you look good, you look good. 100 people that say that you can speak really well. 100 people that say that you can sing. But it's not the 100 that we listen to. It's that one person that said that you don't look good. It's that one person that said that you don't sing well. It's the one person that said that you can't speak well. And we focus and we zone in on that. There is a, I don't know what it is about the human condition, but we have a, a, uh, a tendency to internally lock on to the I can'ts or the can'ts or you don't do it well or we lock on to the what if something bad happens never thinking that what if something positive happens what if it all works out we don't think about those things and what I am trying to do is now I am now prayerfully and through the blood and the the, the, the faith of G and through my faith in Jesus Christ I want to break the the stronghold that has you in the cycle of what if negative. I want you to begin to think of what if positive. And I'm not saying that everything is always going to work your way. I, this is not one, this is not one of those podcasts that's going to say, man, if you did this, this is not, everything is always going to work out. No, because life comes sometimes and sometimes the storm comes, sometimes the struggles come and you have to deal with that. But the reality is that if you begin to think that this thing is possible and stop looking at the fact that it's not possible that, or that you may fail. Because yes, failing is an option, but succeeding is an option too. I'll say that again. Failing is an option, yes, but succeeding is also an option. You have to break the cycle of how you think. You have to break the mental cycle. What is in your mind that's keeping you from succeeding? What is in your mind from that, that is keeping you from reading your Bible more? What is in your mind that is keeping you from being the great person that you are? What is in your mind that's keeping you grounded where you are and you really know that you should be moving and going somewhere different? What is in your mind? Do you know yourself well enough to say, hey, I have to change my thinking? I told you last week that in order to break a cycle spiritually that you need the blood of Jesus Christ. You need, the, you need to meet Jesus at the cross. But uh, one of the things that I love is uh, found in uh, Acts. And uh, Peter's... Uh, is preaching, uh, and this is after the uh, day of Pentecost, and Peter is preaching, and he now is he's going he's he's not going off, but he's really telling them, hey, this is where you, uh, this is where you kind of fall to that guys, uh, and what he says to them is uh, he says, this is what you what happened, and they said Peter, they were struck at the heart in such a way they said Peter what must we do? And Peter says, repent. Now, repent is definitely an interesting thing because not often when we hear the word repent, we begin to say, 
things such as uh, we just need to ask for forgiveness. And while that is true, repentant repent in the sense of, hey, I just need to ask for forgiveness. And that's not what repentance is. Uh, repentance is really to change your mind. Repentance is to change your mind. Uh, the, the base word in the Greek is meta. And one of the things I think about is the word metamorphosis. And I think the, the best example that we have for metamorphosis in nature is the caterpillar to a butterfly. If I never told you, after a caterpillar goes into metamorphosis, if I never told you that um, a butterfly used to be a caterpillar, you may not believe me. Uh, because they really look uh, different, uh, almost like you would not be able to tell that they were one that, that they were the same animal or the same insect. Uh, and so that is actually I don't think uh, if I understand correctly. Uh, I'm just sorry. I'm just now I'm going back to uh, like elementary school science. I don't think that a caterpillar is actually an insect. But beside the point, uh, if you. The, the point of that, when you, you change your mind, you change your direction. And the reality is to change, to, to, to stop your cycle, to, to change your cycle, you have to change your direction. You have to change your mind. The, the breaking of a cycle starts in the mind. After, even after you're saved and you have, to, to, after you're saved and you accept Christ as your life, you still have things to repent for and you still have things to change your mind about. It's not that we have to change our thinking about some things. And some things we're going to have to pray. That's why it tells us, it says that, let this mind be in us that's also in Christ Jesus. Because we need to put on the mind of Christ. Because we have to change our minds. We have to change our direction. We have to change the way we think. Beloved, if you want to change your cycle, you have to change the way you think. A lot of things that, that has you going in cycles, especially in negative cycles is internal and the way to change the internal is to change the way you think we have to break the cycle beloved there's a way to break the cycle but the way to break the cycle is through one the blood of jesus christ that we meet jesus at the cross so that way he can be the stick to break up the cycle but two we must change our mind we must know ourselves and we must be honest with ourselves. That's the only way you can change your mind is to know yourself, to be honest with yourself. And if we can be honest with ourselves, then we'll begin to see the change that we want, want brother. We'll begin to get to the things that we desire. We'll begin to attain our dreams. We'll begin to attain, Father, the things that we prayed to God about. But we must change our mind, beloved. We must change the way we think. And then we'll begin to see our cycles break. God bless you and God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. Until next time, see you later. Hey family, thank you for listening once again for another week of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming back each week and listening and sharing and telling your friends. As always, I want to open up the door and an opportunity for anyone that has any prayer requests, that has uh, just questions about their relationship with Christ, or just questions in general and need some empowerment, some extra encouragement, or uh, even have some faith questions, uh, to reach out to me. Or those that are interested in salvation, accepting Jesus Christ into their life, 
I want you to be, feel free to reach out to me at any one of my contacts. You can email me at cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Once again, that email is cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Or you can reach it to me on social media. Uh, my Facebook is Cloyd Stefan Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. My Twitter is Gentleman Cloyd. I look forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions, any thoughts, anything that you would like to share, or if you even if you have topic discussions, you can reach me via email, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and I will respond and I will be grateful and looking forward to your interaction. Thank you once again for listening to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. Please share and tell your friends. If you have any questions, reach out. God bless you and God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. Have a great evening. See you next time.